Disclaimer, the following boundless pub trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Rolling sound. Y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Track, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. What are you looking at me like that for? You're waiting for me to say what's happening. There no, it is. <laughs> I was just waiting so I could go. Ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Drop that round. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 43. Jeez, 43. I don't feel 43 years old. I know. Old. I hope everybody's liking the new format where I'm just breaking things up by segment. I that do. way you're not listening to like three hours, you know, because you have to be confined. Mother three hours of that bullshit <laughs> see i put it in airplane mode and it's oh well an airplane's flying by yeah, yeah, yeah i guess i have to get my my stuff in first again well how have you guys been busy 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 on all ends of my life yeah nice Collect- collecting rocks raising a baby getting ready to film a sweet fucking movie a sweet movie i a like sweet movies sweet movie it's very it's there's it, there's romance there's murder there's that's not singing there's dancing there's guts there's tits there it's gonna be a great movie. well <laughs> almost all that there is mostly singing. the tits there is singing there's probably gonna be some male man titties all the tits yeah. oh but by the way the makeup artist asked if you could go topless i'm being serious by all means you going topless so she can do airbrush makeup on you and by she he means so me i mean you told her i mean you wanted serious. me to go topless she no, we said bottomless. Okay. She, said she topless. suggested you going topless because she's like, "What is he wearing?" I said, "Well, I have these shorts with a bunch of chains and like." Uh, and you're like, "Get rid of them." And, and she's just like, <laughs> "Well, what about the shirt?" And I said, "I was thinking something See, tighter." And she's like, "Well, can I suggest maybe him like going topless and I could do airbrush on him?" This is what I don't get about you. Every movie that you want me in, you want I me would, to be naked. I didn't suggest it. She did. She oh. wants to see it. You don't want to she see me naked? She just wants to see how, how decent of penises she could well, draw. I told her, I was like, he's fucking penis. flabby and fat. <laughs> now I am. Body shaming. Speaking it. of Body that, shame. I was, on, I was on fucking Amazon the other day, and I don't know why, but it was Amazon Prime Day, okay. so that's how long ago it was. But I got into costumes, and I found on there like – a latex body they use for a cosplay, but it gives you like abs. Muscles? And I thought chest. about ordering one of those, dude. Like a body like shaper? Actual? No, it's literally like a suit, like a jacket you put on, but it's like a latex suit that's huh. it's like, like silicone. Form. I think. Yeah, huh. it's like form fitting, but it's like an abs, and it it's got pecs and. So it's like one of those like bike jackets, just smaller, <laughs> but super yeah. tight, like almost like you Pads know your right Under area. Armour and stuff, but like 
perfectly silicone molded do. to the neck. They have those for like if you look at any like uh, of those glamorous or jeans, uh, like especially with the the Mexican catalogs. Right. They always have like those butt shaper stuff you, you just stuff down your. You were looking at Paco's catalogs, weren't you? Sort of. Just in his drawers. Yeah. Sort of. Speaking of Paco, he's out right now. He's, he's doing his thing right now. You'll notice that we're missing one person. This kind of this was like a, a coherent thought, and then it's like, bomb drop. <laughs> but anyway, continue. Continue what you're saying because it's very important what you're saying. Yes. Uh. So we're missing one person right now. If you notice by the cover art or the lack of a, another voice, so we're we're missing our guest because he's not a host. Ouch. Is no, he's not a host, is he, John? Jean-Luc, Jean-Luc is not a host. That's, that's, that's we all a, decided. No, <laughs> we did not. This now, is, he had a little incident that happened, which uh, I believe on the next episode, he's going to come on and give a full probably disclosure. talk about it. Those motherfucker's inclusive. eyes held in with rope. Yeah. Twine. Twine, yeah. <laughs> Talking about his twine. And then Paco's actually on the scene right now. They call him, they don't call him Paco the Mexicutioner for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the Mexicutioner. Yeah, unfortunately, John, um, at the time of this, almost two weeks ago was assaulted yes and he was pretty badly beat up his yeah. face uh it sucks he got the salt thrown on him and then he got beat up yeah it, it, we're all you know we're wishing him he actually yesterday time had, of recording had this. uh yeah. had surgery on his face to reconstruct some of the bone fractures but uh yeah i guess um, we could yeah. say it was like cranial damage orbital yeah, we'll let Damage. him. We'll yeah. let him talk yeah. all about that. We'll it, let it, him have it his. It makes moment. our blood boil. Yeah, that's the, what I can say. If if the if the guy who did this is listening, please come to the studio. Come to wherever you want to meet us. I'm about five foot seven, bald head, kind of buff. My name's Justin. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. I I beat your ass. Come find me. I'll beat you with both hands tied behind my back. Once again, my name is Justin. I'm about five seven, no hair, and he likes garlic. Little beefier. Name. I'm Italian. Huh? Wait. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you thought you knew a guy. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Paco, I used to love those. Paco what was that that Tom Mave or whatever he used to do those? Yeah. Tom, come Tom find me. Yeah. Come find me. Tom I'm Green. Fucking I'm right here. Shirt and... Yeah. So he'll he'll be back next next yeah, time finger, we're in the studio. Fingers and, crossed. Yeah. So we're now down to three. You guys don't even know what you're in for. Oh God. Did you guys know? Menage tray. That in math, there's three people either. You, you know how to do multiplication or you don't? You don't know how to say it? There's three types of people when it comes to math. I know. I'm sorry. I, I ruined your joke. Yeah. There's I'm those sorry. that can count and those that can't. Yeah, we're the Broly Trinity. I miss John. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, all know, we all know that. I'll be here all night. We all know that four out of three uh, fucking fractions is made. What? I don't know. Seven six of Americans don't know their fractions. Yeah. That one too, yeah. Do you Nope. When you when, <laughs> yeah. when you are in school and you learn math, now that we're all almost to forty, let's be honest. How much of math do you use besides adding subtraction, multiplication, and division? I since I do a lot of uh if you want to call coding or spreadsheet style stuff, I Okay, normal people. Stuff. How many normal people? I use parentheses. <laughs> Uh, when I'm on a freaking Facebook group and they want to do like a little sign thing, it's like they don't know their PEMDAS. It's like, are you you guys don't know parentheses, exponents, yeah. all that? Like, figure it out. 
Yeah, yeah but usually apparently that. that's a thing now. Like it's all over the internet. It's like, don't you you remember fucking seventh grade math? Yeah. Well, I remember like high school math, like geometry. I took geometry in high school about seven times. I like had to restart it from a quarter. I did it like almost every single, all five years of high school. I feel like you're really opening up tonight. Do it. Is this like your intervention? No, I'm, I'm fine with it. But then once I started to have to pay for it, like when I went to college, I'm like, holy shit, this shit's easy. My math book never came out of my car. Like I was like, huh. Your phone's talking an awful lot tonight. No, it's just, that's my tummy. Oh, okay. Speaking of tummy, Tommy, did you guys see Tommy Lee's post today on Facebook? Yes, I think it's all right. Of yes, his dick. Right. Oh, he posted something on it? Yeah. It's, huh. I don't think, as of like, after it being posted for 12 hours, it was still up there. But yeah, Tommy Lee, the drummer of Motley Crue, just on Facebook took a, it looked like he was like just out of like a hot tub or something. Yeah. And he's got the camera above and he takes pictures of himself fully naked with his big old dick just hanging out there and posted it on Facebook with the caption, whoops, oops, or something like that. Well, and he said, go into the Google. And nothing. Like it's, as far as I know, hasn't been taken down yet. And I mean, there's obviously thousands upon thousands of likes and comments on it. And well, it's there. Every, every woman, of course, is like, Oh my God, like uh, happy day. And it's just like, you know, that thing is a monster. It's, yeah. it's got its Diseased, own heart. riddled. It's got its own heartbeat. <laughs> There's like 30 things on it that has a heartbeat at this point. Do you find it yet? They take it down? If they take it down, it could be offensive. So they have to keep it up. Oh, it wasn't up. It was, was flaccid. Down. Oh, okay. They must have taken it down. He's a, he's not a. Yeah, I'm all the way back to August 6th and I'm not seeing no dick. Well, I'm sure you can Google it and see it. There's a pic with a dick on it. When people say like leaked dick pics or something like that, well, the idea that I get when they say that, it's like, I, I'm like, ew, that's ickies. Like a leaky dick. <laughs> that could be a good thing. A leaky dick? Like like pus. pre jizz? Congiliated. <laughs> Come topped like. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, I like Alani like quickly uh, went to Google to look for Tommy Lee's dick. I don't know why he had to pull his shorts down, though. I wanted to compare. Well, there is no like comparison. Maybe someday if I wish really hard, I could, too, do drugs like I Tommy mean, Lee. Just, just think of, like, Tommy Lee. He's known for... Two things. Two, being a bad drummer and his dick. No, two things. Being married to Pamela Anderson back when she was, like, in her prime. Her bombshell days. And his big dick. And that's all people thought, like... When people think of Tommy Lee, yeah, they might immediately kind of think, oh, Motley Crue drummer, but then their mind immediately goes to, he's got a huge about, dick. What was the show Is that he Is it such had? a bad thing? No. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's what just, was the TV show he did? It was like a- Rock of Love, or maybe. Was or, that, or that was Brett Michaels, I believe it was. That's yeah, weird, because was, I was thinking Rock of Love, too. It was, although he might have been on there, I don't he know. He went but. to UNL here in Nebraska, and True. was on their drum line, and had I pursued drum line out of high school... I would have been in drumline the same time he was and been on that show and been his dick double. Probably. You do have a pretty big dick, too. I don't mind saying I do. Pretty much everybody I know talks about. Yeah. It's it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking like baby's arm. Like if you and Tommy Lee went together. I'd say a a good, you know, maybe preemie's arm. Just your junk. Like if we can build like a set. Like a, like it can be like a with my dick. Like a, I'd put up a Georgia Guidestones for it. <laughs> uh, what do you call well, them? 
We know what my topic is tonight. We're going to talk for a half hour about my dick. I oh, could yeah. do it. Dude, we haven't stroked you in a while. It's been like maybe I, five episodes. I six would episodes. fucking do it. I would. <laughs> I could go 30 minutes ab-lib on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be the first time. Yeah. I could I could do a probably hour set on it. I could see you doing it. I could, I yeah, I could hour set on it. Freaking. I could gush on that dick for at least a little bit. I like how <laughs> your voice is like every time. I could. I could. I don't know about that. I could probably take a peek at it for at least 30. I could. I'm sitting up close maybe once or twice. See what my dick does to people. Man. Gets them all high pitched and shit. That gives us a BPT rating of 12 inches. BPT rating of who? Oh, my damn. All the ladies at the Razzle Dazzle can't stop talking about Jeremy's cock. There's two things Jeremy's no- no, I can't <laughs> two things Jeremy's known for. Let's hear it. It's his positive attitude and his massively large, huge baby's arm cock. What's the lie? Never mind. He's German. <laughs> well, do we want to throw it your way, uh, Guillermo? Sure. All right. Take it away. I'm back to you. Oh. Oh. How'd you do that? No. So I was trying to think. This, this time of year, it, it's getting busy at my work. You know, I'm a manager of a Halloween department, and I help out as a management at a haunted house in town. And I get busy, so, you know, not that I have, like, Grand Slam topics all the time on here. Right. But around this time, I phone in a lot of stuff just because I don't have much time to to do things, especially with, like I said, work. And then also, as Lonnie kind of touched on earlier, we start filming my next movie I wrote and directed called the mystery of the manor but then it got me to think i was like there's our topic right there we have a lot going on at shorty films it may not look like it to people because we only have one film out there for people to see but we have three short films that are have been completed they're in the editing process or they're in the waiting the the film festival circuit and whatnot but i just thought let's talk about our projects that we've completed and things coming up that we're doing, just kind of get in depth in that because we never really have done that before. Now, the first movie that we did was one I wrote and directed, and we filmed almost two years ago, One More Body, which is up on our YouTube channel, which is Short E Films. And uh, it's about 36 minutes long. And almost a couple months after that, we filmed our second one, which was a movie, movie that movie. Thank you. Lonnie wrote and I directed called The Last Goodbye. Then last year in September, early October, we filmed the second one that I wrote and directed called Under the Willow Tree or co-directed, I should say. And then Justin just got done wrapping, wrapped up filming on his first film that he wrote and directed called Luggage and Layover. So before we get into things we're going to be doing, let's talk about our past projects. And Lonnie, let's talk about The Last Goodbye. Yeah, Last Goodbye was kind of a, I guess... A love piece because it was not only my first piece of writing that was in the media of film, but it was also my first quote unquote screenplay, I guess you could say. My first piece of writing that was actually loved enough to be turned into a screenplay. But, you know, I, I've contributed in writing tons of songs and put wrestling matches together and helped on other movies and you know, helped on other film sets. This was just, it was something different. It was special. And, you know, I'm looking forward to letting other people see it when it's done. And I'll be happy when it's done. 
So it's been a rough one it's, in it's post production. I mean, been we're a almost, rough one, yeah. Yeah, I think it kind of just in general. It was my first time directing something that somebody else wrote. Right, well, and it was a bad time because it was right when COVID was at its worst. No one really knew what to think. I went in with as micro of a budget as possible, not knowing how little of a budget it really was. And like, I sold my car for that micro budget, but uh, like I did what I could. I went in with the idea of, I love terrible, bad B-horror movies. So thinking if it's at least like that, it'll be good enough. Not knowing how professional you guys actually were. Because the only other films I you knew. You didn't think we could do it? Is that what no, no, no. The, the only other Fuck films I ever seen were, were Chris Seaver films. And if you know Chris Siever or you know any of the low-budget pictures guys, you will know those films aren't the most quality. <laughs> no, they they have a niche. They have a genre, and it's very early trauma. It's very, you know, fun. It's very campy. So when I went in going, oh, it's 600 bucks, that's enough to film a whole entire movie. <laughs> and that was hardly enough to pay for the makeup. <laughs> right. Well, and that, that's the thing. I've been a very big stickler on it because it's like I really – I really wanted to make all of our films like the best they possibly can be. I'm not saying this is not, but it's just like when we released One More Body, it got such rave reviews and stuff. And the story of your movie is there. It's fantastic. It's great. My execution of capturing that, I don't know. I I, I can't say that I, I probably could have done better with that. But again, like I said, it was my first time directing something that somebody else wrote yeah but the the fact of the matter being on it and it sounds like we're shitting on this movie yeah no it's it's what we've been able to do with it from what we got from the main two people in it the well really the only two people in it vernon wheeler and kate robinson Pryor. holy shit they they've turned shit into <laughs> the finest brick of gold that six hundred dollars and three people could do well four people could do it's fantastic. Your plan is you've submitted it to a festival called Flatwater <laughs> yeah, Film Festival. Yeah, I submitted it to Flatwater Film Festival. We're on the clock, so we'll see what happens. I hope it's good enough to get in there. So we'll see. If not, when it gets done, it's going straight up on YouTube, and every single person will hear about it, I promise. Well, that's the thing, too, with Shorty Films. The whole idea behind it was we can film all these short films any genre, just, you know, anybody that really wants to write can submit a script to us. If right. they want to direct it, we can talk to them and see that, you know, there's some criteria if you want to direct a movie, like it's the whole thing of, we've said, if you submit something and you want us to like film it, whether I, I, I direct it, Justin directs it, or if they want to direct it, the thing is, if you submit the story and we decide to go with it, you're paying <laughs> for it because Unfortunately, we're not making much income, if any at all, on these films. Because I was going to no say revenue. much income. What income yeah. at all? But like we have to be big names on a YouTube to actually like start getting like. Right. We don't have a a play button trophy plaque. Well, I made one out of paper. But, oh, I guess we do. Well, but, I'll be uh, damned. But no, the whole idea, what I was saying with that, was we wanted to have a place to film these movies, edit these movies, put them direct to YouTube for people to watch. Yeah. At and least for the also, short films. Yeah. And yeah. also put it in film festivals, but we didn't really want to do film festivals where it's like, it's got a debut here. Like you can't have it up for anybody to see and this and that. Because the problem is, is when you're casting people and you talk to them about projects they've been in and you're like, do you have anything that you can send me to watch? 
well, I got to talk to the director because I we, we shot it, but I don't know that he did anything with it. Or you get all these reasons. They have no way of sending you the thing they were in. So this would be a way for those people, if they are working with somebody else, they can be like, yeah, go to Shorty Films, watch uh, The Last Goodbye. I was in right. that. And so at this point, it's been over a year since we released One More Body. Well, we'll have, hopefully that will be at Flatwater. One more body? No. Oh, it's like uh, uh, that was last year. The last goodbye. If it's not, yeah. it like I said, it'll be right on YouTube and under uh, the under the under willow, the willow tree, tree is going to be playing at Flatwater. We really want to release that, but right now it's doing the California Film circuit. Festival and circuit. Doing well. And yeah, that's what I, I've heard. It's doing very well. Uh, we're hoping to be able to release it sometime at the early part of 2023. Unfortunately, what people don't understand is with a lot of these film festivals, you can't have the movie out for people to view for free. Some, they don't allow you, you, it has to debut at the film festival, but like these ones out here, obviously it debuted at the Omaha film festival. So it's debuted, but if you have a link for it for free somewhere on like YouTube, it gets disqualified and you pay fees. So as much as we want to release it right now, we can't. So yeah, Last Goodbye will probably be at Flatwater under the Willow Tree. We'll be there. Justin, your movie, Luggage and Layover. Yes. Let's talk about that because that no. was a that was a, <laughs> that was a three day shoot, which is three day um, and a small pickup, which required pretty much just the cinematographer. But it was this this isn't your this is your directing and writing debut in shorty films yes. but not overall not overall i mean i've had if you want to call small directing with the choreography with unemployed one in one scene but i've had some stuff that's on youtube that's my other stuff as well with like just short skits and improv stuff not Which really i will make you a plaque too for that thank channel thank you <laughs> i'll do cardboard Oh, stepping up. But it will be the finest cardboard. Oh, yeah. It'll not, be like not like particle that board. plastic oh, or like yeah. peg wax. Ooh, wax. Thank you. Corrugated. So. so just like Lonnie, luggage and layover is also a uh, passion project of mine. It's something that I've been writing for almost 10 years. So like so much intention is put into this. And, you know, if you guys listen to our movie reviews, you can understand like when I, I really reach into like the symbology. So luggage and layover, the title itself is a play on certain words, the concept, the, the title cover, I guess the cover is kind of a play on certain things. There's a lot of things that are shown, but not seen. That is one of the core tropes or, or concepts that I wanted to work with. I was inspired by, well, shit, a whole, a whole bunch of things, but it is a story of grief, and I don't want to give too much away. But yeah, yes. it's hard to talk about these, yeah. films, especially the last goodbye, without giving too much away. Yeah. Oh, it's a drama. <laughs> it um, yeah, it'll be at the luncheon layover. I just finished the submission about like three, four hours ago or so. So it's just ready to go. So, how would your overall first experience be for for shorty films with the writing and directing of it? Uh, and be be honest, I mean. Writing of it, uh, I mean, I, I do it all on my own terms. The directing of it, I mean, I pretty much took the lead. I don't, I mean, I've been on sets. I've worked with you on uh, fuck, four or five things. Several things, yeah. yeah. A good handful of things. We've worked on projects and we know each other well enough that we mesh pretty well in and out of the sheets. And yeah. <laughs> Squeak, yeah. squeak, squeak. You, know, you usually take the sheets off. 
Yeah, I keep the socks on. Because you say you don't like to have sheets like, off just on the filthy he fucking uh, mattress. He I shed. This is true. The next day when the sun's up and he sees all the black hairs, he's I got like, fleas. God damn it. But oh, like, no, they ain't coming shed, from him. You yeah, shed no, your the, skin like a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> going into like the technicalities, I mean, I dropped, what, uh, about $3,000 on luggage and layover. I it mean, adds up, man. See, kids, movies aren't cheap. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not spending money on a movie, like, congratulations, you're doing a great job. Boundless Podtrap, BPT at gmail.com. Fucking send us an email and tell us how. One more body. I spent well over five grand on it. And most of that is due to like the quality of people who work behind the scenes. Like our sound guy is probably one of the more pricier things, but he gets the shit the, done. Like yeah. He's on it. And I'm not, and I'm telling the people who do that stuff for a living who are just getting into it or the people who are interested in doing, you know, cinematography or, or being audio tech or being a, a composer or being anything like that. You are worth every fucking penny. Absolutely. Do not sell yourself short. If someone's in your, your market doing $500, you think you should do it for 300. Fuck you. Do it for $500. Yeah. Make them choose. You are just as good as they. When I uh, getting into like filmmaking and all that, like if the sound quality is not on par, yeah, that's one of the things that kind of takes most audience members out of it. And if like for those of you who are listening who is deaf, uh, then it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So eat poop. Yeah. I just signed you that thank oh. you for listening. You can't say that. So before we get into like things coming up here. We so we now all have had something we at least wrote in uh, directed in in shorty films whatever right. So if you were to we we all have different styles. Like I'll go first here. Like with Justin, you definitely his his his, the things he writes his movies that he does, and because I just have luggage and layover to go by, but he's explained a couple more concepts for future movies that he wants to do. He's very. As you know from our uh, dun, 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 movie dun. podcast, psychological. That yeah. he just everything's got meaning in, in in luggage and layover. Every prop that's basically in that movie has some sort of meaning to the plot. I don't think that much into the things I write. Um, like, just hold a baby. I don't so, fucking know. <laughs> so like with with Justin's movies, you're definitely gonna get those. Thick with substance. Yeah. yeah. Very thick with substance. Something that you probably have to watch many times to catch everything. Like after the first time you watch it and you figure like, oh, and then you like go back and watch again. That's why that's there. Okay. I get it now. Right. Whereas Lonnie, I really feel he's got the whole, I think the old school feel to his movies. Uh, I, I can't really, with The Last Goodbye, I can't really pick a movie that is similar that's similar to it but it's again i can't can't really say much without giving it away but after reading his script i'm like oh wow okay i i see so he's he's good at i think building emotion and because it's a it's a drama and it's very powerful i am looking forward to lonnie writing his next thing when i've got a couple in the in the works but I've they've been so so backburnered because we focusing on focusing on we were working on unemployed and that took precedence so it put my stuff back and then mystery of the manor came up and that took precedence over everything which I can't remember did we, did we mention mystery of the manor on the last podcast I don't know if that we did 
I know we had mentioned something, but we couldn't at the time due to like confidentiality, we couldn't really speak on it. Oh, but since I'm then jump, things have been jumping the, the gun so. a little, am I? Yeah. So spoilers. At the time of recording this, in less than two days now, this Saturday, we start filming the next movie I wrote and directed, which is called The Mystery of the Manor, which will be a guess we'll we'll classify it as a horror film. For those of you in the area, they should be familiar with one of the longest running haunted houses in town is called Mystery Manor. Uh, they've been around for, I think, technically 39 years. 38 but, years, but, 84. But because of COVID, though, they missed a year. So I think that this is their 38th year, but it really should be their 39th. 30, it would be their 37th year because they opened in 1984, which okay. that's when I was born, and I'll be 38 next week. Okay. So we were asked to do this. It's been pretty hectic because it was like less than two months ago that I was asked to write and direct this. So it's been pretty... Hectic, fast paced for me. And people that know me know I don't like to work on deadlines. Eesh. I like to take my time. And I'm also one that's very, I like to get really organized with movies that I do. If you were in our studio or we are recording, you would see I have three walls full of post-it notes with all my cast, crew, locations, props, and all that stuff. It looks like we're trying to solve dick a murder. Dick sizes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dick sizes. Social security number. But yeah, I feel there's just, we put quality in our stuff. Now, anybody can make a movie that if they want to, they can make it for no money at all. But we try to put a little bit of quality in the stuff that we do. And this has been hectic. This has really been an eye-opener for me of what it would be like to work for a, a company. Because basically, I feel like we were hired out even though we weren't, we're not getting paid to We were do definitely this. recommended. We, for, yeah. you know, like, we yeah. were definitely given the opportunities yes. that we should look it at. It did fall into our lap. And but there's a deadline with it, and it's a very fast-approaching deadline. So it's, it, I feel like I, I've been working my ass off. A lot of long, late nights trying to get things figured out. A lot of emails, phone calls. I'm not a phone person, but I've had to make a lot of phone calls with this project. Like some of the and phone calls are like pointless. It's like, you couldn't just send me that on text? <laughs> well, it's... Couldn't have been an email? I just, I just hate phone in general because I'm one of those people where if I'm on the phone with somebody... I have to give them my full attention. Yeah. Lots of times when I'm talking to people on the phone... They're talking to their kids. They're doing laundry. They're doing other things. And the, I'm in the middle of telling something and they're talking to somebody else on their end. And it's just like, okay, well, what the fuck am I talking to you for? You're not giving me your attention. I have to give you my attention, but I'm always doing things. I can't just sit there and take 15, 20, 30 minutes to talk to you about stuff. Texting, emailing is best right. for me. But anyway, so just get the points out and let's roll with it. It's, it's, it's go time this Saturday. I feel confident. I'm nervous, but if the nerves aren't there, that's you shouldn't be doing it. But we have a 13 day shoot, and that's... we start August 13th, and we are wrapping up inside Mystery Manor on September 8th, and then we have a couple more scenes to film outside of that. But I'm excited with this because it's back in the realm of of, of horror, which is my forte. Yes, I mean I do miss. I do enjoy comedies which we had to put unemployed W2 on hold. And good thing we were talking about this, that, you know, with John getting assaulted, he's actually one of the main characters in unemployed. And we would have been filming at this point, but we had to postpone it a couple months back. And good thing we did because we would have had to 
completely stop production on unemployed W2. Change the, a bit of the storyline. Yeah, he would have had to get his ass kicked or something. But, uh, <laughs> and that's usually a Paul thing. But they so. wouldn't yeah. notice his eyeball twined back into <laughs> <Yeah>. his face. <laughs> it's like a yo-yo. Which, really quick here, I, I want to give a, a, a personal shout out to Lemonhead. Yeah, um, good he, dude. He, Fucking great dude. He is. He found me on Facebook. We were messaging back and forth. Awesome guy, very down to earth. I sent him a link to the first unemployed, and from what he said, he he loved. I can't remember his exact words, but it was funny because he said, "You guys crazy" or something like that, and then in parentheses, like that's black for you guys are funny and cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I told him I would send it to him for free as long as they did a movie review on it on on their podcast on the misfit kings Kings. otherwise known as one race there yes one race but okay so let's talk about before we go on to the next topic we all have aside from the mystery of the manor i'm sure the three of us all have a another project in mind that we're thinking of i think we're all going along the lines of short films I think I need to do a short film after Mystery of the Man or a couple before I jump into the unemployed thing. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work, people. It really is. Yeah. But let's let's start with Lonnie. Like, what project do you have kind of in mind? I've got a couple in mind. I've got just a straight-up horror movie. Like, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Just straight-up gore horror. I've got a thriller in mind. I've got one more on the ends of discussing mental health. But from an outside perspective that I'm thinking into, I don't know. The mind is always working. But like I said, I'm trying to keep it shut off while we're working right. on. Oh, it's hard for me to do that. Right. Like. Does, and the cool thing about the mystery at the manor, not only is it legendary, it's fucking haunted. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to get so intimate with with a haunted house that's haunted. We're going to get intimate, but it's probably too hot for the spirits. So that, Dude, we're going to be butt naked. Well, I bought over $100 butt worth naked. of battery-operated fans, which they're not battery-operated. They're they, You charge them, and oh, with the USB thing, I'm like, oh. God dang it. But, well, with your ideas, do one of, one of your movie ideas that you have, is that the one with, like, the, the GPS system? Yeah. I love that one. I really it's going to be hard to do. Hard to film. That's going to be a fucking this hellacious. Uh, you'd have to have a, a budget bigger than 600 right? for sure. Or be really, really fucking good at CGI on your own. Yeah. it's I, I The way you describe it, I feel like it, we'd have to surround the whole scene with green screen. Or be really good at practical effects. Yes. So, uh, Justin, what about you? Uh, I got a few things. One that I've been doing more writing on, and I've also been inspired to do a few other things recently. So A World on Vector is one of the main ones that I'm working on. It's more of a philosophy-based, kind of a what is the value of life. And it's already cast with our local Walter Shatley and Eric Moyer. Hey. That's like the leads. Hey-o. Good guys. That's a heck of a, that's a, heck of, that's a strong. Yeah. The thing is, is like, okay, I've admired both of these guys. These dudes are like some of the most phenomenal actors. So you can turn them on and just go. It's mm-hmm. like, wind them up and go. It's like, wow. It's like, especially with Walter too. Well, both of them, but like my, I have more experiences with Walter. It's like his improvisational skills is like, top notch and like sometimes when i'm on set i'm like i forget i'm on set i'm like oh shit i i turn my mind off to watch you entertain you know like i gotta stay in character here 
But yeah, and, and Eric Moyer, like he's very captivating as well. Like so, yeah. he can be intense. Yeah. And, well, yeah. we worked with, the, I worked with him. You worked with him too on the first Unemployed. He played Squiggy yeah. and phenomenal. He took that character to next levels and that's. He killed oh. me <laughs> in a movie called Remission. <laughs> <laughs> well, Walter Shatley, he was supposed to be an Unemployed W2 and he will be still when we do it, but he's actually going to be, and this is the first time announcing this. It hasn't been announced anywhere. Walter Shatley will be in the mystery of the manor. And Pivotal he's, Maine. He's, he's playing Wayne Seeley. Give which, it up for Walter Shatley. Yes, absolutely. He's, and I've seen people, <laughs> I've heard, I've seen people be excited and have respect for a role. But when we did our table read through and seeing how much, seeing how excited and how much pride he oh, had for this, it's. Well, he's playing a real person that exists right. and it's. And without Wayne Seeley, there would be no Mystery Manor. Right, and right. I mean, the None man's of- been at, at Mystery Manor for nearly 40 years, and he's worked with hundreds, I'd say probably even thousands of actors over the last 38, 37 years. But uh, yeah, we've been working really hard on getting Walter Shatley to really look like Wayne Seeley. And I yeah. really think that people are going to be like, wow. He impressed. looks just like him. But anyways, back to you and Walter and Eric. Uh, so that is the a whirl on Vector that I'm working on. It's going to have sort of thick symbology with things as well. No. Uh, there's a no. few other things. Uh, two short skits. One about like journaling and the other one about uh, Italian, which I kind of have to go that way. So, you know. Uh, Where's the my bread sticks? Uh, I'm also, I love everybody lives right. Now. Have one that I'm titling. I think I'm titling Club Dream Space, and I have one called A Flower Forgotten, which is more on like mental deterioration. I'm also writing something called Through Your Footsteps. Get the fuck! Out of here. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Titanic three. Uh, through your footsteps. I'm telling you, man. Someday that movie. That was the first thing I wrote, and someday that's gonna make it. But. Oh, wait, what? You're going to take my title? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So a lot uh, from the titles you're giving, a lot of your stuff sounds like it would be seen on Lifetime television for women and Jeremy. Yes. (laughs) Well, I I want to, (laughs) after Mystery of the Manor, I mean, I'm probably going to take, once editing is done with it, because that's the other monster you have to deal with. What are you going to do? We like to edit our own stuff. What are you going to do, Jeremy? Probably write a thousand scripts, but Two I'm I'm going to ta- <laughs> take a little bit of like a month or two or three off, but probably work on like your guys' projects. But I do want to start with that short comedy film more than once yeah. that we're doing because it's just like I'm going to need that break and do something funny. But I also would like to do the one I want to do after that would be the short film that is entitled King of Hearts right now. That's going to be a drama. I think if it pulled off correctly, it'd be very um, artsy. Yes. Beautiful. So touching. And eventually too, I'd like to do the feature film Colden. But anyways, yeah, we've got a lot on our plates again. There's not much on it right now, but if you go to shorty films on both Facebook and YouTube, subscribe and like, Otherwise, um, check out the short e-films link tree. Yes. It'll take you there. We w- once we get more of our films out there, we will have our website built, which thanks to the Hendricksons, we have the domain name of shortyfilms.com. So 
Thank you all. Thanks to Hendrickson's for everything. Yes. Like there's certain people who've helped Shorty Films get to where it is right now. And, you know, the list is endless and everyone who's worked with us, everyone who's who said our name, thank you. Hendrickson's are some of those people and huge oh, yeah. shout out to them. And thank you so much for everything and you do. we've got a new listener, Derek. Hendrickson. Derek. He, oh my no, God. Don't, don't listen. I don't to believe that. Don't he, listen a couple episodes yeah. back. <laughs> he was, he listens. Or at least fast forward through that section. He listens to our podcast and he's working out now. Derek and, uh, Henderson boy. is every podcaster's wet dream. He is. Oh, he is. He's. <laughs> and if they ever did a movie about Chris Benoit, I think he would be a great. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> no, cool. they are great people. Cool I bad, thank them Derek for Henderson. a lot they they have done a lot for That's shorty the correct films way of saying, stuff, so. using wet dream i'm sorry i just had a oh. <laughs> <laughs> which by the way derek has a gripe with both of you guys because you guys really didn't know about the show battle dome what are you talking about the, i did yeah i did it know it didn't seem I like didn't. it didn't seem like He's you gave a about shit <laughs> i didn't i didn't know anything i didn't about watch battle every dome. single episode because you know my my poppy he had a the remote so your poppy my pappy my my you always blame everything on your pappy my grand, not because he's he's emo. You should have seen uh, some of his pictures. Nobody understands me. <laughs> Everything. Why is your hair dead. growing and getting parted dead. to the side? There's Black, a there's like a YouTube channel, a quick diversion called uh, "Emo's Not Dead." Have you guys ever seen that? I think it's so. fucking funny. I I sit, I watch, I watched about ten episodes, just one after the other, going, "This is fucking dumb. <laughs> this is fucking. I need to change this. This is fucking dumb." By the tenth episode, I'm like, I gotta stop. <laughs> oh. Well, let's move on to the next topic, everybody. Before we go on quick, I'm sorry in the middle of yeah, that. Yeah, why were you I getting got so really, excited? I really though? happy and excited. So everyone knows I'm weird, and I collect really weird occult and paranormal things. So there's a painting that some of you might know called The Crying Boy by uh, Giovanni Bardoglin. Justin, do you know anything about The Crying Boy? He's, uh, he's looking it up now. Well, the, those who don't know— so this the Giovanni uh, Braglin created this painting called The Crying Boy. Oh, um, yes. It was de- debunked a while ago, I think, but this painting was sold to a bunch of houses. Those houses all caught on fire and everything burned besides this painting. So apparently this painting is cursed. All the copies of it's cursed, what whatnot. And you bought one? I I just got an offer back on one. I've been trying to buy it on eBay and I just got... A uh, good offer that, yeah, I just accepted. So I bought a copy of The Crying Boy. <laughs> so your house is going to burn down. No, I'm going to get it blessed and smudged. Huh. But if it doesn't, yes. Home insurance, don't listen to this episode. What do you mean smudged? Like with cake? Like what they did with the Mona Lisa? I'm going to I'm going to get it blessed. So was it Italian painter Giovanni Brogelin? Read it. You can read it out loud because everyone can hear you reading. Okay. So. But yeah, super excited. The Crying Boy is a mass-produced print of the painting by Italian painter Giovanni Bregolin. This was the pen name of the painter Bruno Amarillo. It was widely <laughs> Why do you do that? <laughs> because Just that's say, what it is. Say the name. Amarillo. Or it's Amarillo, or, which means like yellow. Uh, there are numerous alternate versions. All portraits are tearful young ragazzi or ragazze. Which is boys or girls. In addition to being, and then I have to click something to keep going. Anyways, there's a bunch of like really sad. One of these looks like the little boy from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> what? Bruno Amarillo. Bruno Amarillo. 
<laughs> but anyway, I bought it. So it's well, good mine. for you. It's mine. He Congratulations. Paid, he paid a thousand more than he did on the budget of the last goodbye. I spent $65. Yeah. All right. For those of you guys who are listening who are new, uh, and we were talking about short E films, uh, The Boundless Pot Trap is also short E films. So if that wasn't. Uh, we are short E films. Yes. That is our other and production. Soon you all will be short, short E films. films. We are the Borg. And you, you will should, all be soil and green. You know, you know that. Well, you, you obviously know it, but the commercial for ML Image that your wife did. Yes. We should just. Have her change ML image to Shorty Films <laughs> and just have it say Shorty the same films. thing. <laughs> Featuring <laughs> Boudoir. For the most vibrant, elegant, and you know what? Fuck that. We'll just run that commercial in, in this segment and before we move on to the next one. How's about that? Okay. Are you, call, are you calling your Cuban wife? <laughs> ML image specializes in Boudoir ink, pinup, glamour, and even nude since 2005. ML Image celebrates and highlights the female form in the most vibrant, eloquent, and sultry of portraits. ML Image is an Omaha-based photographer. You can see his work at mlimage.com. Be warned, it is not safe for work. If you are a model looking to expand your portfolio, inquiries can be made through mlimage.com or mlimage on Instagram. Consider becoming a patron for more exclusive and titillating content. You won't be disappointed. ML Image, where image is everything. Is everything. Is everything. That podcast do anything for you? Well, that's not all. Stay tuned next week for the continuation of this episode or whenever these things come out. Later. <laughs> <laughs>